0: Welcome back to Characters in Class, where we roll up DND characters without prior planning or any forethought. I am Colin Carlton, and here with me...
1: Is John... A, yep. I'm stepping on you! <laughs> Is John Owen, not Matthew Fillion, John Owen, back again? You may remember me from such one-shots as Down and Out in Ho Hokang City. Matt can't be here tonight because he's tied up in my basement. <laughs> and I have taken over this podcast so as to bring you my own special variety of madness. Back John, to you. you took
0: that intro by the balls.
1: Of course I did.
0: You just did. You did your uh, own thing with it. I'm coming in at 11, pal. I love that. Thanks for being here and helping.
1: Uh, it's my distinct
0: pleasure. In kidnapping my regularly scheduled co-host.
1: It was consensual, folks. I want to make sure that this is clear.
0: We are 50% less
1: bald people tonight. That's true. I am very not bald. You're very not bald.
0: Okay, so as a reminder to the listening audience, uh, what we do is we are going to roll up some ability stats using 4, D, 6, and for each one, we're going to drop the lowest roll. And once uh, we get to the end of that, that'll be what we base our characters off of. Um, and, John, as the uh, co-hostess with the mostess, uh, you want to go first? Sure. I'll roll. Okay.
1: All right. First roll is 12. Gotcha. Math. 12. Ooh. Yeah, this is 12. 13. <laughs> oh, that's better. Yeah, it's not bad. Uh, 10. 10. Kidoki. <laughs> Eight. Oh, oh you're going downhill this is fantastic <laughs> and a six wow
0: you sort of went in descending order there john
1: <laughs> that um this will be a fascinating build whatever it is i decide to do you want to read those back to me
0: mm-hmm with great pleasure um so i I will go uh, excitedest to least excitedest all right so you
1: got a 13 13 12, 12 12 12 12 10 10 8 8 6 that is not a viable character i'm excited to see what happens i am excited to see what you do with that as well okay so, Colin, you want to roll yours? Are you going to use the standard D4 drop the lowest that this show uses? Or are you going to use your special, I'm a big baller, so I'm going to use 3D6 and still get a superhero
0: method? No, no, no. I did that once. I'm not going to do... I, I did that recently. So I'll hold, it. I'll hold it in the cannon.
1: You don't want to fly too close to the sun. All right. That's right. Go ahead, roll. On,
0: on rings of Aarakocra. <laughs> okay. 13? 13. 13.
1: 8, 8, uh,
0: 16, 16, 13, okay, 12, one more, 11,
1: 11, okay, so you've got a 13, 8, 16, 13, 12, 11
0: okay huh you and I you, both did similar things
1: yeah you've got a pretty nice peaky set of stats there very viable yeah not bad I got I got
0: one two-ish dump stats really one dump and one you know just kind of average. Yeah. Well then, Colin, what do you have in mind? So I think. Oh, okay. Should I do? Yes. (laughs) Should I do a
1: Goliath or a Bugbear? Huh. You know, I was thinking Bugbear too. Were you? I was um do you
0: should we make a should we make a a pair of bugbears
1: why don't we let's make a pair of bugbears fantastic all right
0: what do you think the plural of bugbear is
1: bug, bugbears mm. bug bears. bug bye <laughs> um it's uh, bugbear is actually from the slavic so it's bug body <laughs> we are bug body there you go
0: Okay, so we're both making bugbears. Cool. Yeah. Have you thought about, have you
1: any idea about what class you want to do? Not yet, on account of. So I've got that eight and that six hanging out. Mm -hmm. So I'm pretty sure that whoever I build is going to be a sidekick or henchman or a lackey. So I'm going to, I think I'm going to let you lead and see what my guy would think is cool.
0: Okay, okay. Yeah, that's fine. We can do that. Let's do I'm gonna make him a bug bear. Oh, I'm a little torn. Mm. I'm a little I'm a little torn because I like You know how I like to like lean heavy into story and unexpected things. I do. So what would be funnier slash more unexpected? A bugbear druid or a bugbear wizard?
1: I think bugbear wizard is really a curveball. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't think you see a lot of bugbear wizards.
1: You definitely don't. I mean, if you, if you don't use Tasha's rules and go by the book, the ability score increases add absolutely nothing to a wizard build. <laughs> but why should that stop you from having the good fun? Um, so
0: far, nothing has stopped me from doing anything stupid on this podcast or, or anything else.
1: Well, then proceed
0: by all means,
1: sir. <laughs> okay, I'm making a bugbear wizard. And I'm gonna make his sidekick a shitty rogue. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> okay. This is gonna be fun. All right. So for my wizard, let's choose some skills here. I'm definitely gonna take Arcana. Um. Do do do. Ooh, investigation, medicine, no, history. Yeah, history. Hmm, because this is a bugbear who has defied social stereotypes. So he's right. gonna, you know, he's gonna be a scholarly bugbear.
1: I like it. Little tiny pince nez glasses on the end of his nose. Yeah, those kind that don't have
0: the the ear parts. Just exactly, the, just the pinchy part.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yep. Bugbear wizard. Pinchy part Glasses. I like that. Um, I think ability score wise, I'm going to drop. Okay, so obviously I'm going to put the 16 in intelligence. I mean, you could. (laughs) I could. Um, Wisdom. I'm going to use a 12 for the wisdom. I'm going to use a 13 for the dexterity. And I'm going to use my other 13 for... Oh, I can't... Oh, strength or constitution.
1: Well, if you want it to be survivable, constitution is the obvious choice. Yeah. But if you are going for fun, a big, beefy wizard sometimes gets mad and punches somebody and forgets to use magic missile. That's good times.
0: (laughs) I use magic fist. There you go. (laughs) Oh, I don't know though. I, Oh yeah, I'm going to go. Yeah. (laughs) Well, Fillion would not like this because he's a hit point junkie. Uh, I'm going to do 11 for the constitution. No, you know what? I'm backtracking a little bit. I'm going to do 11 for the wisdom. And I'm going to put my 12 into constitution. And I'm going to make charisma my dump with the eight.
1: Okay, great, great, great.
0: So with, um, I'm just kind of going with my standard rise here. So my strength, when everything's said and done, is fifteen. Dexterity is going to be fourteen. Constitution is still twelve. Intelligence is a twelve. Wisdom's an eleven. Charisma's an eight.
1: So his intelligence is twelve, and he's a wizard. No, I'm sorry, sixteen. Okay. Did I
0: say twelve? I said Constitution's a twelve. Intelligence is sixteen.
1: Okay. My mistake. Come on, man. This is this is live radio here. <laughs>
0: What about you? Where are you plugging those numbers in?
1: All right. Um, So uh, with a total of two dump stats, one of which is truly dire. Uh And really not a lot of an ability to build a viable uh, adventurer here. I've given him a strength. uh, I put my 10 into strength, for a total of 12. 13 into decks for a total of 14. 12 in Constitution. An 8 in Intelligence. 12 in Wisdom. And a 6 in Charisma. Okay. Yeah. So I I think I'm getting... if, If we construe that these two characters are a matched pair. Yeah. Wizard and Sidekick. Yep. I'm, g- I'm getting a picture of why these two hang out together. Uh-huh. Besides the fact that they're just, you know, bugbears. Yeah. No, it's because nobody else can stand them.
0: Right. Yep. I'm not sure what that says about you and I, but.
1: <laughs> <clears throat> says nothing. Yeah. Move along. Move along. All right. So uh, what with your wizard? What proficiencies are you going to load out for your, uh, for your boy?
0: uh let's see here okay so proficiencies i've got arcana and history okay that's all normal uh i'm going to come back to the spells in a second so that i have a little bit of time to look at it abilities description so here's something just to jump ahead for a hot second okay before you do your proficiencies and everything sure because i'm already kind of thinking about this i'm going to give them a background of urchin okay so what I'm thinking is this guy was really just tossed to the streets, left, you know, abandoned, orphaned, whatever you want to call however you want to say he got there. He was on the streets and he has done everything every single day to work his way back up. Maybe he found like a book that somebody had thrown out or, uh, you know he found it in the in like the body of a person who had been killed or, or something like that something arcane in nature and he picked that up and he started teaching himself some some arcane means and he got to the point where he had learned enough and educated him as, enough off of virtually no means that he maybe drew the attention of somebody who would throw him a bone here or there or let him uh audit a class or imprint uh, apprentice uh in some sort of wizard shop
1: or something like that interesting so uh i'm rewatching the wire uh-huh it sounds like you've got sort of a a stringer bell kind of situation here yeah in the streets trying to, uh, get some legitimate schooling and has the talent to actually, uh, make that work. Yep. Okay. I
0: think so. And with that, I'm going to get sleight of hand. Um, I'm also going to take animal handling because in this podcast, whenever I'm an animal, I take animal handling.
1: Mm -hmm. Um,
0: and Urchin gives you all sorts of fun things like disguise kit and thieves tools. Uh, which is also kind of funny to think about because a disguise kit is really going to help this guy.
1: See, there's the question. Disguise kit, mechanically speaking, it's not incredibly detailed as a rule set. And it it says, I believe, something like it it contains, you know, um, wigs, makeups, powders, and and, and clothing. Um, So a bugbear you know, a little bit like a Goliath uh, or, or, or a goblin. There's certain aspects of the bugbear bug physiology <laughs> that are pretty inescapable, like the long Frankenstein arms and the fact they're seven feet tall and hairy. Um,
0: so he, so he's seven feet tall, hairy, but just with like the Groucho Mark glasses and a little mustache.
1: There we go, yeah.
0: And, a, and, a, and like a wig on top of <laughs> a wig on top of his fur.
1: Oh yeah, like, he puts a bald wig on like I am a Goliath, ignore me. <laughs> this is great
0: yeah maybe even like um like like makeup on top of the <laughs>
1: oh god <laughs> uh, would he ever go so far as to, to 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 shave um to shave himself uh to to uh ask for large human or or goliath
0: uh i think It would have to be dire for him to to shave his body. Okay. Because as somebody who shaves my head and knowing how long that takes versus how long it actually lasts, the diminishing returns would not be
1: something I would pursue. Yeah. There'd be some itching and Uh um, a lot of nicking. Yep. Got to really commit to the bit. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. So while you were speaking and, and building out your proficiencies, uh, I took a look back at the bugbear's uh, racial attributes because they're pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, again, for a wizard, not a lot that, that adds mechanical value, not a lot to optimize. But for a, a rogue, even a, a shitty, shitty rogue, <laughs> um, the bugbear gets the long limbed attribute Um, meaning your reach with your melee attacks is five feet greater than normal so technically with a polearm your reach would be 15 feet okay think about that um so, so not much of a
0: chance for uh like you could hit somebody outside of their reaction
1: that's correct um it should be a pretty good proof against opportunity attacks. Uh, and pretty good for area control. Um, you powerful build. You count as one size larger when determining your carrying capacity and the weight you can push, drag, or lift. So I guess your wizard and my rogue could get down with huge sized creatures if we wanted to. We're sn- yeah, we are proficient in stealth natively. We get surprise attack. If you surprise a creature and hit it with an, an attack on your first turn in combat. The attack deals an extra 2d6 damage to it. You can use this trait only once per combat. Notably, it does not say melee attack or ranged weapon attack. It says attack, so your burning hands, or um, wait, no, that's a save. Your firebolt and ray of frost and shocking grasp count. Oh, wow. Yes, you could really lay down the shocker on somebody. (laughs) (laughs) i'm a child
0: (laughs) oh okay you know the the more we dig into this the the more i find this uh a pretty plausible character mashup
1: yeah so i'm building his sidekick
0: Uh
1: i've given him um the following proficiencies acrobatics deception perception and sleight of hand um recall that he has a charisma of six so that deception is going to bring him all the way up to a negative one. Oh wow making him a better liar than he is an intimidator or a persuader at least okay and i threw him through his uh, rogue class feature expertise in stealth and thieves tools okay yeah i like that a pretty basic rogue in many ways um i'm thinking that so you said you took the urchin background i did I'm giving this cat Guild Artisan. As long as we can construe a thieves guild, that's a front, or uh, something that's a front for a thieves guild, as a Guild Artisan.
0: Oh, yeah. What about? Um. Oh, what would be a good? What would be a good front for the thieves guild?
1: All right, I'm gonna go back to the Wire. If you've seen the show,
0: uh-huh.
1: you remember the character Proposition Joe, uh-huh. big, you know, uh, figure in the crime world, ruled the. Want to say it was the West Side.
0: I think that's right. It's I mean, been a while, but I'm pretty sure.
1: It, as the East Side, almost almost positive. But remember, he had that uh, that clock shop, that odds and ends shop, and he'd repair anything.
0: Uh huh.
1: So, I think what we've got here is somebody who uh, worked for somebody not dissimilar to our proposition, Joe, and learned the tinker's trade as a way to uh, fence items, legitimately bring in some coin, and in general, burnish his uh, sleight of hand of these tools skills in a way that shows up to the plight world as legitimate.
0: I like that. Yeah. So you're, so you're thinking like a, like a tinker kind of thing, like maybe like a clockmaker. Clock That's
1: right. Um, uh, repair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fix, fix anything. Yep. You know what? Fix anything. Not necessarily do a great job, but fix anything.
0: Fix anything, but he can also
1: fix. Fix anything anything wink, wink except he's probably not great at winking so he's going to like cover one eye and blink with the other so you can't really tell <laughs> what's happening but <laughs> he can't he can't bl- he can't wink not he can't. no he, he, he can't so he's <laughs> stare at you and blink with both eyes <laughs> real slowly
0: yeah i mean i can fix anything i can
1: also fix anything right you got you got dry eyes, buddy okay (laughs) is it is it the allergies it's allergy season i know (laughs) so i like what you've done with your um background there Mm -hmm. um did you choose the proficiencies and characteristics from your background
0: yes um that was Let's see. I was just looking at my spellsies. Your spellsies? My spellsies. Um, yeah, so background gave me sleight of hand. That's where I picked up animal handling. Mm. Uh, And that was actually, that was kind
1: of it from Urgent. Interesting.
0: But if I'm correct, I do believe... Uh, You begin your adventure and career with enough money to live modestly, but securely for at least 10 days. Um, How did you come by that money? What allowed you to break free of your desperate circumstances and embark on a better life? Question mark. So maybe that money came from the, uh, the illegitimate slash, air quotes, legitimate front that your bugbear
1: was doing. Okay. So I think, uh, you know, I think in fact, as we work this through, we not only have intersecting backstories, we also possibly have a patron.
0: Oh, yes, yes.
1: You know, the the not like a warlock patron, but like a, no but like a, a patron, a, a campaign patron, campaign patron. Yeah. And uh, Yeah, I like this. So we've got this. I like this too. Not bright. Not bright. Intelligence of eight. Charisma of six. Okay. Nope. I I don't want to go back to the wire again. But if you remember Method Man's character. Uh cheese. I think I'm building cheese here. Not that bright. Not that good with people. But an okay thief. Yeah. Stick up, man.
0: Yeah. Somebody you need. Somebody you
1: need in your corner. Right. All right. Um, Help me out here, Colin. Yes. As a guild artisan slash merchant. You're a member of an artisan's guild, skilled in a particular field, and closely associated with other artisans. Artisans. You're a well-established part of the mercantile world, freed by talent and wealth from the constraints of a feudal social order which implies my my guy's got weight in the game. You learned your skills as as an apprentice to a master artisan under the sponsorship of your guild and you became a master in your own right. He gets proficiencies in insight and persuasion. So again, with a charisma of uh, six, persuasion will bring him up to a a negative one at first level, great. Uh, But insight, I think he'll end up with a plus three, I wanna say. He gets Tinker's tools f- for free if I want them. And he gets a language. Colin, what language is funniest for this particular character?
0: Oh.
1: Oh. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, what about... Uh, oh, what about something so off-brand, like, like Elvish or, like, uh, Celestial? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um something I like so it. out of right field yeah he's he's like um yeah he's on the street talking to thieves can and all of a sudden walk walking by some and he busts out hey you guys buying buying <laughs> in perfect elvish i think that's great
0: yeah let's like, do who that. knows
1: how he came by it
0: i don't know maybe i had a maybe i had a book about in elvish
1: and and you know yeah and you couldn't make it stick but uh my guy picked it up yeah he's got he's got a head for languages and uh maybe not much else and nothing else <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i uh, i always like the suggested characteristics uh-huh in the background page
0: yeah some of those are pretty fun
1: yeah um personality traits under guild artisan let's see what we can make work for um a guild artisan who's actually a tinker who's actually um in the life i believe that anything worth doing is do- worth doing right nah Mm-mm. i'm a snob who looks down on those who can't appreciate fine art uh, meh i always want to know how things work and what makes people tick Huh? ah i'm rude to people who lack my commitment to hard work and fair play or i am rude to people who lack my commitment to the grift in the game
0: oh yeah, yeah yeah
1: yeah 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 oh and here's a good one i like to talk at length about my profession yes get this guy monologuing about all of his crimes
0: yes because that is exactly what would happen
1: Yes. You have no idea, man. The other day, we were on the west side. We knocked over this guy. He had three horse carts full of rugs. Where are they now? <laughs> well, I can't tell you, but they're over at my cousin's place. You know <laughs> Spucky? You know Spucky? Spucky. Gina's boy. Gina's boy. Yeah, the one with the limp. Yeah, anyway, we sold them to him. Good guy. And we went for roast beefs. It was great. <laughs> yeah oh my god yeah so all right i want to take this a little farther so since since i have a character who's barely viable and he's if if i've inserted myself into the situation appropriately he's a bodyguard or sidekick yeah the fix it guy for your wizard what value does this guy actually bring to your wizard that he would keep him around apart from the fact that nobody else can stand them
0: um so I think this is a situation where it's like you're friends with somebody at work. You would not necessarily meet this person or ever be with them as friends outside of work, but because you work together and because you get along together at work, you are, Really good friends. You, you counterbalance each other. You really, you know, you do a lot of things well together because you work together well. If you go out and get a beer with this person, you are not going to have any kind of conversation with them. You will want to. You will not know how
1: to. Well, especially if our charismas are that negative
0: very correct
1: a lot of awkward silences a lot of uh uh... okay
0: you know if they were both if they were both pretty much on the street as bugbears presumably you know uh, um very obvious very in front of everybody else they definitely would have stuck together
1: yeah like you and me against the world i hate you less than anybody else Uh uh-huh it's not Absolutely. a friendship. It's a, you're less worse.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You, you're, you're less worse than those assholes.
1: And I, I suspect that um, with superior strength and almost everything else, your wizard has delivered some pretty sweet beat downs uh, to, yeah. to my, to my guy over time. And my guy respects him for that.
0: Especially as he, and you know, your guy, if you're really going for this like uh low level mobster, Low charisma, maybe not the most smartest of characters. The
1: most smartest,
0: right? That's right. Um, my guy learning magic
1: might seem pretty impressive. Yeah, like the coolest thing ever. Right. Like I've known this kid my whole life, and now he's doing like you should see the guy. He can like burn a guy. Yeah. With his brain. Yeah. <laughs> Like, he just points out his hand, and, like, the guy catches freaking fire, man! I mean, how cool cool. is that? How cool is that? You seen this? You seen this guy? Dude, you gotta meet my friend! He can set people on fire with his mind!
0: Can you do that? I don't think you can do that. If you could do that, I'd be friends with you. I think that would be really cool, but I don't (laughs) think you could do that.
1: Yeah. You know, you set things on f- with your mind so that brings up a good question spells yeah what spells are you going to fit this uh person out with and what um what school do you think they'll uh launch into
0: oh that's ooh, good question um okay i have been perusing my spellsies and uh i'm gonna take friends because i feel like that would come and come uh come in handy Ray of Frost, Shocking Grasp, those are my all my cantrips, um, Burning Hands, Detect Magic, because if he's learning magic and wanting to continue to learn magic, he would want to seek it out wherever it is in possible beneficial manners, or to protect himself from somebody who is more proficient in magic than he is. Um, ice knife because I like ice knife, and magic missiles because th- that they just never go wrong.
1: They never go wrong. I'm they hearing never an go awful wrong. lot of offensive spells in that build, uh, w- with the exception of of I think the one utility spell, attack magic.
0: Yeah, I specifically kind of, I specifically went with kind of scrapper magic like mm-hmm. magic to either aid your legitimate business bugbear in his mm, perhaps less than legitimate business that sometimes requires a stronger hand um but also just the fact that if you're on the streets you're gonna need to protect yourself no matter what
1: that's fair. Lack, basically, lack of subtlety, and if all else fails, you cast friends and see if you can um, sweet talk, <laughs> sweet talk you way out of a situation. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. For a minute.
0: Yeah, for, for a minute, and then run. Run like okay. That.
1: Good stuff. Trying to find a list because I don't know them off the top of my head. Okay. Let's see if I can do them in alphabetical order. Abjuration. Yep. Conjuration, divination, enchantment, yep. evocation, necromancy. I've lost the script. <laughs> uh, illusion. Illusion.
0: Transmutation.
1: Transmutation. Uh, I think that's it. We can't forget about war magic and oh. uh, the order of scribes. Blade Singer yeah blade singer i <laughs> you mean the the refined elvish art of weaving magic with your blade fancy
0: that's so elf
1: it is so elf what would street blade singing look like? I think that's awesome. it makes me wonder um or uh yeah what do you what do you think that the what do you think would fit this profile oh
0: I feel like War Magic's a little too much. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like think that's, that's just a touch. It's a touch too much. Um, conjuration is a contender. Not Necromancy, because I don't think... I haven't, I haven't seen anything in what we've been building that would lead me to believe that this guy wants to raise the dead.
1: Right. This isn't grave robbing. This is legitimate okay. crime business.
0: Uh, maybe divination.
1: Huh. So um, he's coming across as scrappy magic um, on the street, in your face, but his real... Passion is for being one step ahead knowing before knowing mm-hmm. having, uncovering the secrets and having a, a leg up on anybody else
0: because he's gotten to where he is by thinking one step ahead and so now he's literally going to go into a school of magic where he can be one
1: step ahead that's really good
0: I like that. Yeah, so everything about this guy is just like, no, I got a bad deal. I got handed uh, uh, the shit shit into the stick and I'm not going to take it. So I found this book. It's all about magic. I didn't understand it at first. I started reading it. I started understanding it. I started doing it and I started doing it better and then I found somebody who can help me And they taught me maybe he killed that person. Maybe he didn't. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe he just moved on. And then eventually he's like, no, I know exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to where I can see what's happening before it happens. So that I never get put back down.
1: A great story. It's a very, uh, very playable. uh, Character profile there. So what are you going to do for equipment, starting equipment?
0: Hmm, good question. Hadn't even thought about that.
1: Well, then I'll do mine while you uh, consider. I've, hey, you I've do, been giving that a little bit of thought. You do yours. So I always choose equipment rather than gold because it's easier if we're using D&D Beyond.
0: Yep.
1: Uh, I, gave him, um, <laughs> I gave him a rapier, um, a gentleman's weapon. Um, not because he's any sort of a gentleman, but because um, it's funny and can really poke somebody good. Yeah, poke,
0: poke you know? them real good.
1: Yeah, so a short sword's cool. You pull a short sword, people go, oh, he's got a short sword. And you pull out like four feet of rapier, like people, st- oh, step back. Uh huh. You really got the room's attention. So he's got the standard leather armor that's the rogue starting armor, two daggers, a short bow, and I gave him uh, a burglar's pack, which gives him a crowbar, a hammer, uh, 10 pitons or pythons or pythons. Yeah. Who knows what they are? Everybody seems to say it different. I think it's going to be piton from now on. <laughs> uh, taught 50 feet of hemp and rope, thieves tools. uh, And I thought there were ball bearings as part of that, but oh wait, um, I gotta get some ball bearings post haste here folks. Uh, And I also get a letter of introduction from my guild which I have to imagine for the purposes of this character is um, a letter from his uncle. To whom it may concern that to the rest of the world seems like a simple letter of introduction, but to those in the know is really, you know, this, um, this idiot is my nephew and he can be useful. Don't kill him immediately. If he hasn't done anything that bad.
0: (laughs) That's good. I like that. Yeah. Um, For my equipment. So I'm going to combine a couple of things. Okay. It's going to use an arcane focus. Mm. And that arcane focus is going to be a crystal that is set into the small hilt and beginning blade of a dagger um, that I would imagine he found with this book that started his whole journey onto this magical quest. So this was probably somebody else's arcane focus way back when, whenever, whoever owned this stuff before him, this was theirs. So I took the dagger instead of the quarterstaff because I don't see him as like a standard Gandalf kind of wizard. The arcane focus is going in there. Scholars pack. It's got a spell book city uh, a map of the city that you grew up in oh so he's got a map of the city um which i can only imagine would help preserve the longevity of someone looking to not potentially stand out right city um a pet mouse which i believe comes with the urchin background if Mm -hmm. i'm remembering correctly you are and I'm enjoying that even more so because I'm imagining rough and tumble doesn't take shit is not going to get what little he has taken away from him, but cute, itty bitty little tiny mouse that just like weaves and bobs through the fur and just kind of lives on this like planet of a person in in sort of retrospect token to remember your parents by which I think is also the part of the urchin's background. Yep. I'm thinking, I'm thinking this guy probably has nothing, right? Not, not a stitch to his name when he starts this journey. So let's go ahead and say that he knows enough to know that his parents abandoned him and threw him to the wolves. So I'm going to say a token to remember your parents by is this like childhood trauma stuck in you. Like, like, it's not a physical token. It is the idea that the only people who he ever belonged to gave him away. And the only people he relied on just threw him, threw him out. Wow, that's so, really yeah.
1: deep. Yeah,
0: pushes against that. So that's that's in the back of his head, always driving his his train into magician
1: uh, wizardhood. So everybody, uh, Colin is an author, and I think it shows in the care, uh, into into which he has infused this uh, this bugbear. I do need to correct the record. Earlier I said a charisma of 6 gives you a minus 3. It's actually only a minus 2. Only. Uh, only. So, so uh, he ends up with a, um, a negative 1 in investigation, a negative 1 in history um, because of his, his low intelligence, which is not, by the way. It's not that he's dumb. He is not learned and does not care to be so. Cool. I like that he's got a slight spike in in wisdom he's cunning you know he's got a 12 there and he's got the insight and perception skills giving him a boost there um minus two in performance and a minus two in intimidation because he just can't speak good sure yeah but uh he did get the uh proficiency in deception bringing him to a zero and persuasion also bringing him to a zero um So he's not abysmal, no. And making deals. Um,
0: I ended up with a negative one in charisma and a zero for wisdom.
1: I can see why these two might need each other. uh, Actually, Um, the more kind of
0: ironing that out.
1: The have you given this wizard a name? I did.
0: Brindune. Brindune. Brindune, i like that have you given your bugbear a name
1: Uh, i have it's cockroach it's cockroach the rogue
0: (laughs) his name's cockroach
1: cockroach i mean it, it it's what everybody calls him you know um I'm not even sure if he remembers what his given name was because he's been cockroach for so long. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And he's okay with it. They, I'm cockroach, whatever. Yeah. Um. I I, th- I think uh, really hard to play with a with a highest uh ability score of 14 in dexterity. But with uh with a couple of re rolls, this could be a very viable and interesting character to play.
0: Yeah, I think so.
1: Yeah, possibly uh, an assassin. <laughs> yeah, you know I, that I think that would probably fit well. Some of the um, class features of assassin, like the uh, assume of an identity and so forth at higher levels, might not fit perfectly. So I think maybe a multi-class dip into Fighter for Battle Master for a few levels would round out the build and uh, actually make a pretty interesting character to play. Cockroach, the uh, cockroach, the enforcer sidekick to the guy who can light people's faces on fire with his with his mind, man. His mind. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, oh, I like these guys.
0: I I, mean, I I I like these goofballs.
1: Yeah it's two two uh two idiots against the world yeah
0: that's that's what their one shot would be called two idiots v world
1: well maybe we can persuade matt to run one of those at some point with these two if the uh opportunity presents itself
0: oh that (laughs) i'd be game for that um i think we did all the things right
1: I think we did all the things.
0: We ticked all the boxes.
1: We have built two characters, and they're, uh, well, one of them's pretty sub-mediocre optimal, but he sure is fun. Uh-huh. And the other one's a little bit of a superhero. Mm,
0: yeah, yeah, I mean. To to him, to to Cockroach. Yeah.
1: That guy's so cool, man. I can't believe he's my friend. Do do the thing, just do do the thing,
0: right now. Yes, just, right now. And he just ray of frosts. Just yeah, just, just the random passers by.
1: <laughs> look, look at him. He doesn't know where he came from. He's old. he fell down. He dropped his stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: uh, okay. Uh, you can find this podcast at charactersandclass.com or on any of the social medias that anybody cares about, at Uh You can find me at colincarlton.com or at colincarltonvo. Um, John, you
1: exist on Twitter, right? I do exist on Twitter. That's right. Um, you can find me intermittently posting nonsense. At the John Owen, that's the with two E's, John Owen on Twitter.
0: Nice.
1: You can find most of the time host Matt Fillion at www.matthewfillion.com. He is Matt Fillion on Twitter and TikTok, and Matthew Fillion on Facebook because as he is always quick to remind you, he has not gotten his shit together in that way. <laughs> He is the author of the Indestructible series of novels, as well as many other fine books, and posts a lot of diverting content about D&D, superheroes, and the world on those fine forums. You can he also, also d- hear...
0: He DMs the uh, actual play that you and I partake in, which will be called uh, Raven Folly Presents The Sanguine Moors of Bathamere, which may or may not be coming out very, very soon, if not currently, when you are listening to this episode.
1: You said it wrong. It's Sanguine Moors of Bathomere. There you go. Yes. Sepulchral. (laughs) Bathomere. There we go.
0: Um, And then I think that's all the things that we normally
1: do. Apparently so. Colin, this has been an absolute joy and thank you for asking me to pinch hit for matt
0: john thank you for pinching all the hits um this evening and coming in and helping out uh while mr fillion is off on a little trip
1: yeah tied up in my i really should go um See if he's okay. Uh, I duct taped his mouth. Uh, If his nose is stuffed up, he might be in some distress. So I'm going to go check on that. See you later, man. Yeah, you too. Goodbye. Thanks again. Thank you.